Thanks, guys. I'm Phoebe. Hope everyone's enjoying their apocalypse. Welcome to Kava. I'm Marcia. And I'm Michael. Um, today we're talking about Phoebe Bridgers, which I'm like super excited <laughs> to talk about because I don't know if you listened to Taylor Swift episode. Um, I was like, yeah, that's she's like the person I cannot stop listening to at the moment. Mm-hmm. You um, mentioned her a few times. Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> um, uh, she just has, um, she's been like really. Um, like kind of like on fire lately like she was on Seth Meyers this week and she had like an album that came out in July or June called Punisher which we'll talk about um if you listen to or watch Anthony Fantano's YouTube who's like a music critic he's pretty popular he said that if you that um Taylor Swift's album Folklore is like a Phoebe Bridgers album, but with enough pumpkin spice in it to play it in a Starbucks. And I feel like that's like a very good um, <laughs> connection. Interesting. To like, <laughs> so you know, like where we're at right now. Cool. <laughs> well, I'm excited to learn about Phoebe Bridgers because I don't really know anything really about her. Yeah. Um, I've listened to a few of her songs, but like, that was just to kind of get myself caught up enough. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited for the surprises. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. We I did like a poll on our Insta of like, does anybody know who this is? And um, 70% of people said no, which makes me like really wow. sad. So <laughs> this is, we're going to change that. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Again, like while Taylor Swift, she like makes me feel like nostalgic and is like, in a safe sense, um, Phoebe Bridgers brings that nostalgia, but like in an uncomfortable yet like consoling way at the same time. And her lyrics are really dark. Um, a lot I see a lot of TikToks on like if you listen to Phoebe Bridgers, you should see a therapist. <laughs> but like I don't think I think I don't think they're that dark. And I she says I mean they are dark. But you also have to like see the humor in some of it. And I think young people should know who she is because like her poetic lyrics resemble our life experience in a world today on like an emotive level that not many artists are doing at the t- at this time. And yeah, her lyrics are super simple, but I think they also can be interpreted in a lot of different ways. And yeah. Um, Phoebe for me is kind of like an alter ego figure. Like I, I really wanted to bleach my. I still want to bleach my hair. Like that's something I'll probably do in the next few months. Um, yeah, and <laughs> um, yeah. I, after listening to her for this week, like so much. Um, I think one of the reasons I connect with her so much is like we both dwell on a lot of existential shit um, that you'll see in her lyrics. And like I'm an existentialist person and I think about like 
life and meaning and deep stuff a lot. And um, her music kind of like moves me through that. So yeah. Cool. Um, her music is like defined, she's very multi-versated. Um, she's like indie rock, folk rock. And then her new album, Punisher, she has like some emo and psychedelia stuff mixed in with it. Um, she's 26, so still kind of young. Um, from Pasadena, um, California. Her biggest influencer is Elliot Smith, who's um, like a folk indie artist from the late 90s, early 2000s. And she said in an interview about, she said in an interview that Elliot Smith is a constant, like the Beatles or something, maybe even more so than the Beatles because it's more relatable to me. It's something I'm never sick of hearing, even though I've memorized all of it. Like I know <laughs> what his fucking girlfriend's name is. I know he moved to Portland because he said he was going to kill himself if he stayed in Texas. I know his mom's name where he grew up. I just know too much about him for us to have a normal conversation. I would punish him. And on her recent album, Punisher, there's the song Punisher, which is about Elliot Smith. And like, yeah. Um, growing up in California, she said that her biggest inspirations were like the Laurel Canyon folk people from the 60s and 70s. She has like an Eric Clapton in her, reference in her song. And I see a lot of Joni Mitchell in her voice and she says that's she's also an inspiration for her along with Tom Waits and Leonard Cohen so yeah and she started in 2015 like right after high school I think her voice is so unique and people were just so attracted to it she did like ads for like big companies like Apple and stuff and like that kind of kept her going through this time and like writing stuff. And um, I also think going to Los Angeles County High School for the Arts, which is like super prestigious, also kind of kickstarted her career. And she was like an abandoned high school and stuff. And she sang at farmers markets. Yeah, I just know so much. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a creep, I swear. Um, yeah, so she started in. She was signed in 2015 um, with Pax AM. Her ex-boyfriend, Ryan Adams, who's in the band Whiskey Town, um, produced this EP for her. Um, it's seven songs, Killer, Georgia, and Steamroller, which are both, and she plays them just like on an acoustic, acoustic guitar, and it's very folk and like very Joni Mitchell-like, especially Steamroller. Um, yeah, we can listen to more of that song, those songs later, but we'll continue with her biopic. Um, so Ryan Adams is like 20 years her senior and they broke up and it was kind of an abusive relationship. And she did an album, her next album, Stranger in the Alps, her um, 
like lead song, um, Motion Sickness, which is her most popular song to date, is about her relationship with Ryan Adams. And Metacritic gave that album an 82 out of 100, which is pretty high. And then in 2018, she formed the iconic supergroup Boy Genius. She didn't form it. It was just the three of them together. Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker. Um, Lucy Dacus' album Historian is my favorite album of all time. Um, <laughs> these three are kind of like insane, like individually. <laughs> and then together, it's like another, like it's like they only, have, like, I think they have like five songs, but like. It's, it's insane. Like, you have to listen to it. They're kind of incredible. And them individually, too. Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker mm-hmm. are iconic. Um, so, yeah. And then she did another band with Connor Oberst of the Bright Eyes Band, which is this album, Better Oblivion Community Center, is, like, indie rock. It's not really more... It's not really folk. I mean, there are some folk influences, but with Connor Oberst, it's mainly just, like, indie rock, and it's their two voices are really cool together. And then we have her Punisher album, which came out in June 2020. And it took over a year to record, she said. And she kind of classified like a new genre of emo folk music, <laughs> <laughs> which I haven't seen previously. I I mean, it might it must be a thing, but like... Yeah, I've never heard of that emo like, folk. genre. Yeah. Um, Metacritic gave that 90 out of 100, so it's um, pretty much perfect, <laughs> this album. She, as seen in the album Stranger in the Alps, she has, like, this, like, her albums are, like, have this, like, cyclical nature to them, which, and, mm-hmm. like, storyline to them, which is really, really cool. Okay. Um, I found like some, um, quotes about people writing about her album and the New York Times says that her greatest talent is weaving tiny specific details into big tapestries of feeling. And she has like evocative fractured storytelling, which you can see in her writing. And, um, Somebody wrote that the album occasionally reminds me of sitting across the table from a good friend who's going through hell, just listening to them talk and nodding every so often as your coffee goes cold. And um, that's probably like the best description I can come up with, like with this album. Um, It's another term to define her is folk nuevo, like new folk because she just takes folk music and elevates it to like this whole other thing. Um, Yeah. So let's start with her first EP, Killer. Listen to the song Killer. Um, Super dark, this song (laughs) is. Um, She did it for her first EP with Ryan Adams. Okay. Um, those three songs and then she put it again she remastered it and then put it on her first album stranger in the alps um and it's she first did it as with the guitar 
and then she changed it to like a more piano ballad and um she has like her backup singer singing with her and some like light strings mixed in with it um I can't remember right now which one I have because it's a live version so we'll see but yeah listen to the lyrics are kind of insane So, like, I'm pretty sure she recorded that song, like, while in high school. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, really? super young. Oh, my like gosh. 20, I think she, like, yeah, she recorded it when she was, like, 20. Dang. So, um, she has been compared to, like, a young Bob Dylan. Okay. In, like, her writing. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, like. That's interesting, <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> when will we not make a Bob Dylan reference on this uh, podcast? Yeah. Uh, never. Um, <laughs> yeah. That just, was that was interesting. It's so, it just like, her lyrics can like really like cut you in like, it, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I was, I was kind of struck by like the, the music itself you know like the song and the sound is like really beautiful Mm -hmm. but then you like listen to the lyrics and it's like wow it makes you think you know it's it's something that could be playing in the background of of, uh, you know a a coffee shop or whatever and and people are just kind of passing in and out and Mm -hmm. you know thinking man this is really nice you know it's got a nice (laughs) tune or whatever Uh, and and the and the music is really yeah but like actually listening to the lyrics if they like paid attention to them yeah it it like it's completely different so i think it makes you really her lyrics and her music really make you at least with this song like it made me focus on the lyrics Uh, and pay attention to them you know because you don't want to miss anything um you're oddly like drawn into the lyrics even though yeah. they're um like dark or you know like scary i guess you're still drawn into them because yeah. the you've got that overarching 
like beautiful, beautiful melody or beautiful tune. Yeah. And then you've got like the deep lyrics, which is kind of interesting. And like, yeah, I don't know if I've ever it's like heard something that <laughs> it's like contrasting, you know, it's like, like so beautiful. Wow. Deep. Usually in that's my like in a the, good way to like put her. Yeah. That's like all of his music. Gosh. And the things I listen to, like most of the time, the the tune of the song has something to do with the lyrics, you know, or like mm -hmm. if it's an upbeat kind of lyrical yeah. thing. It's talking about things that are happy. Yeah. Um, but this one. But it's at the same time, like, it's like a love song and it's like really beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like so painful. This one. It, yeah. You can. Oh, my gosh. There's there's different levels that you need to. Yeah. That you need to dig into. Yeah. <laughs> and starting with the music and the, the lyrics themselves, which is really interesting. That's the first thing that struck me with this song. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Um. She did like this. She wrote this other song, Waiting Room, which, if you look on her Spotify page, you won't be able to find it because it's she did it for like um, Lost Ark Studio like compilation, and it's the song is it's also like super deep and like intense, but I think it's really interesting that it's like a folk song and it transforms into like more of like a rock ballad but it's featured on a folk album mm -hmm. and like the next song on it is like straight up like country like <laughs> folk music but then like wow. she's like featured on it which i think is like super interesting and she said i think this is another song that she wrote when she was super young and she doesn't really like it and doesn't really perform it anymore but okay. i really like it Teacher, I would fail your class, take it over and over till you notice me. If you were a waiting room, I would never see a doctor, I would sit there with my first aid kit and Yeah, so again, like, super deep. And then we didn't get to the next verse, which, like, has, like, one of the craziest lines that she's ever written, okay. which is, but you're breathing in my open mouth. You're the gut in my lips that will blow my brains out. <laughs> which, hmm. it's, it's, like, humorous, but, like, also, like, when I heard that, I was, like, honestly, like, shocked, like, and yeah. it's just like a bunch of like one-liners in all of her songs like yeah it's definitely like shocking and oh and the song goes into like yeah again it transforms into like a rock ballad which is like oh wow. interesting okay so it like shifts from it does low-key to like more upbeat a mm -hmm. little bit okay 
Yeah, I wouldn't say upbeat because it's so emo. (laughs) Yeah, but but more rock. (laughs) Yeah. Does it maintain the same level of uh, intensity, if you will? Lyrical intensity. Yeah, Yeah, there you go. Lyrical intensity. Um, Yeah, that's that's interesting. The like, the like, uh, what is it? Shocking one-liners, I guess. Yeah. That you you said it. There's a lot of one. She uses a lot of one-liners. Yeah, I would sit there with my first aid kit and bleed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and those like. Those are really the like focal points, at yeah. least for me when I was listening to them, I would like hear that line and have to, you know, almost like you have to, I would have to like go back and listen to it again to mm-hmm. first make sure she oh, actually said yeah. it. And second of all, like try to understand where it fits in the song and like how it could potentially relate to everyday life or like mm-hmm. uh, love, for example, yeah. in these songs, you know, so it it's it's interesting. And I think you would need to, I don't know, study it or yeah, like or I think like, like this week break is, it down. Yeah, yeah, this week especially because I've like been following along with her lyrics mm-hmm. while listening to the songs, and it's just like it yeah. does kind of like change the way you see them when you like see them all written out and like mm-hmm. follow along that way because you can like miss something, but like also listening to like her talk about music. Hmm. yeah yeah so those are kind of like her younger songs and we'll go into her first full-length album stranger in the alps um and her song motion sickness which is her most popular song to date um there's a tiktok dance of it i've done it <laughs> everybody's done the motion sickness tiktok dance i should probably do it yeah oh my god like, Michael, yeah you have to do it oh my gosh first i gotta get tiktok right <laughs> yeah 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 oh um, boy okay okay <laughs> um, but yeah this song is about her toxic relationship with um brian adams uh yeah let's listen to it first and then we'll talk about it So that was motion sickness. Um, I had to give like a brief, like her drummer in the background, Marshall Vorch. He's featured and um, singing along with her in a lot of the songs, and I love the two together. But also, um, they they were dating at one point, and then they broke up. And a lot of her songs are about their relationship, but they're still in the band together. 
and their best friends, which I think is really interesting. Hmm. But that's mm -hmm. <laughs> total side note. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was motion sickness, um, which, yeah, emotional motion sickness. That's like a really cool metaphor. Mm -hmm. And that one's like more upbeat and like yeah, um, yeah, it is a little more like honestly. I think upbeat. it's like kind of positive in a way. Even the lyrics, yeah, yeah, like a like a departure from her previous relationship, yeah. you know, and just like shedding that off, you know, of her yeah, consciousness. And it's like or, a total like call out because yeah. everybody she talks about it all the time. Like, who is it? Yeah, for? <laughs> and like. I don't know. There's probably a, some sense of like satisfaction. Oh yeah. It was like being yeah, able yeah, to be like, yeah. okay, here's what happened. You know, now I'm yeah. done. Um, so that's really interesting that you can hear that uh, emotional. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's like a good feeling. In the, yeah, in the song. Yeah, and yeah, no, it's like it just total like comebacks to. The relationship mm -hmm. and i think like i'm gonna make taylor swift references because i feel like that's what people know um <laughs> but like taylor swift i feel like she has she can write a really good song but it's very like leveled and hmm. just i think mm -hmm. phoebe just takes it to like another level like lyrically and she can write about more complex feelings and emotions while like Taylor Swift it's very just like elementary and mm -hmm. like middle schoolers can listen to it like me <laughs> these these songs like like Taylor Swift would more. never write a song about like killing somebody like that would yeah. be like a thing yeah but it makes you it makes you think it makes you go back and be like did yeah. I read this right you know and yeah. listen to it again and it's... really think about it whereas I, I agree. Taylor Swift, you can kind of just listen to yeah. and go through a song without having to pause and, so and be like, easy wait a second. To, and it's also like Taylor Swift is just so easy to like connect with too. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like you have to like do the work with Phoebe. And, like, mm, yep. Exactly. That's exactly to, like, what I was going to say. She's like forcing you to feel it. Yeah. So that's well, yeah. Yeah. That's well said. So we'll do another like deep song. Because cool. I just want to talk about the lyrics. Can't wait. Um, yeah, so this one's called Funeral. Um, it's, um, I think, in the wake of, uh, when was this album written? 2017. Um, kind of in the wake of all of, like, the school shootings and, like, um, protests and stuff like this one is like just very like emotional and can connect with a lot of like younger people when you have like a young person or a friend like or somebody your age like die which is like kind of shocking and can like really like affect unity play but like again Phoebe just takes it and like runs with it and I think Phoebe she always says that she writes from experience and writes, my dad always has the same, like when I'm like in a writer's block or something, to write what you know, like don't write something that you don't know, like what the experience feels like or what it is. And um, yeah, Phoebe just like, she knows what the feeling is and she is just like really good at writing it. So yeah, 
We started kind of in the middle of the song, but I kind of want to, I want to read the first verse of it. Um, I'm singing at a funeral tomorrow for a kid a year older than me. I've been talking to his dad. It makes me so sad when I think too much about it. I can't breathe. It just like cuts you, like honest, like it's just so. <clears throat> Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know, hmm. like, I get it, like, like, I can, like, I can, like, I can relate to, like, a lot of the emotions and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's, what she, I think that's what she's trying to do, like, yeah. is, is uh, understand, you know, or try to understand or sympathize or empathize um, with the emotions yeah. in that and then uh make a connection mm -hmm. so that when these people listen to that yeah. you know they're they're uh understanding that there's someone out there that right like it's just like gets it or or you know it's a it's just like very consoling to mm -hmm. like know that yeah you're not like the only one that's like feeling these emotions and like yeah that makes sense yeah yeah jesus christ i'm so blue all the time it's not wrong <laughs> i mean, <laughs> I mean yeah, like and like our current that, moment yeah. like it, gosh the, the pandemic and everything mm -hmm. gosh like i think that's why a lot of like this album her new album punisher which we'll talk about now just cuts so hard is because of the pandemic and all like the social issues that are happening mm -hmm. yeah. right now um she released her album because it was released in june um like a week after the murdering of george floyd and um she released it a day early and because a lot of artists said that they are going to like delay the releasing of their records mm -hmm. same with like movies and stuff and she said i'm not delaying the record until things go back to normal because I don't think they should. Here it is, here it is a little early. Um, kind of as like a call out to like what was happening at the time. It still is happening. And she's very like socially active and that whole movement, which I think is really cool. But she, again, like she writes about stuff like 
from a deeper like emotional level that people can understand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so yeah, her oh gosh, as much as I wanna like talk about every single <laughs> one of her songs on the album because they're all just so perfect individually. Uh her first song, Garden Song, um is it's about one week <laughs> can find it. It's about like um a relationship in <laughs> now I'm like it's well let's just listen to it. <laughs> so So that was Garden Song. Um, we just actually watched the music video for it. Um, it's There's this kind of like common theme in this album of Americana and like journey through like America at this time. Um, in your house up on the hill, but James Hill, you, you know, the, the house up on the hill metaphor for like America. Mm-hmm. When your skinhead neighbor goes missing, I'll plant a garden in the yard. And I grew up here to all out in flames. It's a metaphor to California wildfires. Mm-hmm. She's from California. So just a lot of cool imagery in this song. Um, the music video is interesting. <laughs> yeah. I like, I don't know. I recommend if you want to listen to the song that you also listen to the music or watch. listen to watch the music video with it uh because it's it's weird it's definitely it's weird like a bad trip <laughs> yeah yeah and um <clears throat> it doesn't really like i don't know if it necessarily correlates directly to the lyrics mm-hmm. i don't think it does um correlate directly to the lyrics mm-hmm. you kind of have to um like yeah, interpret yeah. the the visuals with the yeah. lyrics at the same time. So again, it's like the dual kind of perception mm-hmm. um, that you're forced to employ yeah. while you're <laughs> both listening and watching the 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 song, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. And like, yeah, looking at some of the specific lyrics, you can tell that it's um, sort of subtly hinting at these like 
things that are occurring mm -hmm. in society. Yeah. Um, but then also the music video is like not completely different, but it's it's different yeah, than the, it's than really the lyrics different. for sure. It's really it's, it's it's weird, and it's it's a yeah. it's a good time. Yeah, it goes yeah. into like her new like psychedelia emo folk <clears throat> new like kind of thing that she has going on. Yeah, it's got it's got a shoot. Um, it's got a like appeal mm -hmm. in that it's like psychedelic and kind of like yeah mystical i like guess surreal you know yeah like you gotta it's like you can't figure it out you know mm -hmm. you have to look deeper in order yeah. to understand the true meaning yeah um and yeah yeah that's kind of what i thought about it yeah <laughs> um so my next favorite song on the album um it's called chinese satellite and um, I, again, like when you first listen to the, okay, question actually, when you come across like a new album, do you listen to like the hits first or do you like listen to it in full, like from start to finish? Like how do you listen um, to an album? Usually I listen to it start to finish. Um, but I think if I come across an album, it's because I've heard like one or two songs that are hits. Yeah. Um, so but also to get like the um if there's a story or a flow of mm -hmm. the album and it kind of like starts and ends um yeah then then i will listen to it like beginning to end um mm -hmm. but yeah there's usually like one or two songs that i've heard before and i know um but yeah yeah, yeah usually it's now because like as i started to like listen to music more in my life i've been like more like up to date with artists and like able to listen to their albums from start to finish when they come out and it's just like a different listening experience especially mm -hmm. with like yeah, my favorite album Lucy Dacus's Historian um, okay which I didn't I first came across it after like I was reading NPR's like top 100 albums of the year and it was like number two and i'm like oh shit like i should wow. listen to this yeah and i listened to it in full for like the first time without hearing any of the songs previously and it was like it was like a whole like experience Man. like oh gosh and i bet like none of you guys have listened to the album but you like it's so crazy mm -hmm. like the journey and like with like this punisher album too i listened to it in full like in order first before like and it's just you listen to it and it's like it's like a you i think it's really important to like listen to albums in full and like yeah i agree see that storyline and there's something to like uh not knowing the person or not even hearing the songs yeah. before yeah um it's you listen to them and then listen to the album in full because so many artists nowadays are are pop super popular and like mm -hmm. people are able to identify at least like one or two songs mm -hmm. and they're sort of yeah identifiable by those one songs mm -hmm. um or one song or songs yeah. um and i think like phoebe bridgers because she's relatively new mm -hmm. um and not so many people know about her mm -hmm. you have but this there's opportunity. a there's a potential for listening to the an entire album mm -hmm. um without because 
I don't know. Are any of her songs like smash hits? Like motion sickness. Okay. Okay. Um, but even then, like there's, there's gotta be a lot of people that haven't even heard a Phoebe Bridgers song. So there's something to just being able to listen to an entire album, um, in full. And I mean, Mm -hmm. we've provided like snippets of of pieces, but I encourage like anyone who hasn't listened to her, um, I'll probably do this. I got to, yeah, I I have to, I've got to listen to one of her albums in full on one of her two albums and like just experience it, Yeah, you know? And I think, I think everyone should and people listening, if you want to, you know, have a, have a good time, have a trip, listen to her album in full. (laughs) So yeah, now I'm into Chinese satellite. It's, um, I watched her red. She did this performance over the summer with at the Red Rocks in Denver, Colorado, um, and which is an incredible performance. I recommend you guys watch it. Um, before seeing this song, she said, "This is a song of not believing in God." And when I first listened to the album, again, it's like very because her lyrics are just so in depth. It's kind of hard to like catch everything mm-hmm. and the meaning of everything. So when she said that, and I'm like, oh, wait, I should listen to this and, like, read the lyrics. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, damn, this is, like, really intense. And again, <laughs> with going into, like, the Americana theme, um, she's singing <clears throat> about evangelicals and protesting and stuff. Um, one of the verses in the song is, you're screaming at the evangelicals. They were screaming right back from what I remember. When you said I will never be your vegetable because I think when you're gone, it's forever. But, you know, I'd stand on the corner embarrassed with a picket sign if it meant I would see you when I die. And, yeah, <laughs> I there's just, like, a lot in that verse with, like, dwelling with, like, spirituality and stuff that I feel like <clears throat> a lot of young people are kind of going through and, like, losing faith and stuff. But... Mm-hmm. She's able to like sing about it. So like let's <clears throat> listen to it. But you know I stand on the corner embarrassed with a picket sign. If it meant I would see you when I die. Sometimes when I can't sleep, it's just a matter of time. about not believing in god (laughs) i'm super i don't know i just there's a lot of in that song that like been thinking about for a while i don't know yeah Mm -hmm. um 
I'm like mm. looking at the lyrics yeah. right now. <laughs> because that's what it makes you it like forces yeah. you to do. You, you have know, to like, like read them. In order to So like and also like her song structure is very interesting. she doesn't always have like the typical verse refrain, mm-hmm. verse refrain. Um like in her song Moon Song, which we're, we don't have time to listen to right now, her refrain is two lines long and it's just like super intense but she only says it once and like you like get it yeah i like the line instead i look at the sky and feel and i feel nothing you know i hate to be alone i want to be wrong yeah it's i don't know it's it speaks to like uh because you want to believe in it so bad yeah but like you know that like it might like Mm -hmm. it's just that like conflict and like you have this like childhood hope of like you know but like i don't know it's something that i've been thinking about like a lot (laughs) it's interesting it speaks to like human we go to catholic school so we don't (laughs) it's it's it speaks to like like uh like interaction and and the need for as humans to uh not want to be alone yeah you know and to to have someone yeah um and i guess feeling comfortable like being able to be alone Mm -hmm. and just taking time for yourself is important um so i'm wondering like if that could be what she's uh referring to you know just being able to like step back she doesn't want to ever be alone you know and she's looking yeah. at the sky yeah she's hoping like, there's something up there wishing um, on a Chinese satellite yeah star. yeah it's it's really interesting it's like yeah we were dealing as humans with the fact that like okay we we want to be social we want to be mm-hmm. interactionists if you yeah. will um but also like <clears throat> I think like the most painful part this is going to be really deep but yeah, like no, the most painful part of being human is like having like being able to like conceptualize and understand like that you're going to lose your consciousness someday mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's like crazy like so <laughs> it's so painful to yeah. think about and like when I think about it I get like freaking like nauseous and like that's like existent yeah that's and like, like well, on her level no right, right? Like, yeah like, like and i in order to in order to understand her thinking and her yeah ideas but I, like, behind her music i can't be, be the only one like we me and phoebe yeah. can't be the only ones that think about it oh so no i feel like like there's yeah there's there's yeah. other people that do but like I, not a lot of people are thinking about it i don't think no no, no. yeah i well not not to my knowledge at least yeah. and it's uh it's interesting. I think it may be because people just don't want to think about it. Um, yeah, because it makes you nauseous. Maybe, yeah. Like, <laughs> but like you can't help thinking that thing. You can't, yeah. You you try as much as we try to like live in the present. You know, there's always this. Uh, where do that, we? You like, know, yeah. Yeah, of course. And and um, going back to her song, like, how are we as humans going to make the most of our time here? Yeah. You know, is it going to be through god or like through a, a spiritual being yeah. um as she sings about here when she's looking at the sky mm-hmm. or is it going to be through like human interaction and uh yeah. and and people like. um so what is it what's about what about like being alone mm-hmm. um is like 
so undesirable yeah. in, in the human mind, you know? Is it that like, oh. okay, we don't have that much time, so we want to fill all our time with people and and like things, or or is it okay to every once in a while take a step back and mm-hmm. just be alone with your yeah. thoughts and, and um, even prayer, yeah. you know, people, people find comfort in prayer mm-hmm. and, and, you know, any, anything that as humans we find comforting is, mm-hmm. is really good. Yeah. Um, and finding a balance is important too. This is like really off topic. No. But like it, well, in a sense it's not because it's not. it is her, like it's, it's what she's probably thinking about as she's writing these things. Yeah. Um, she's writing and, like and like what she knows and, like, yeah her experience. and it's it's open-ended to the point where like we you can have discussions about mm-hmm. it yeah um and so that's what i think is really appealing to this music if you really listen to it mm-hmm. uh dissect the lyrics um yeah. you can have discussions like this about well what are the possibilities for why she wrote these lyrics and what mm-hmm. was going through her head when she was doing so yeah yeah so we're gonna hit heavy with the last song on the album um, which is I Know the End, which is, yeah, again, pretty um, intense. We watched the music video for it. Um, it's, it starts off again like as a folk song um, about her and her, she says it's about her and her drummer, Marshall Boer. Um also, when I first listened to it, I honestly thought she was talking about a dog. Um, <laughs> you can maybe hear that. <laughs> well, like, out on the park, we watched the sunset, talking on a rusty swing set. After a while, you went quiet and I got mean, always pushing you away from me. But you come back with gravity. And when I call, you come home a bird in your teeth. Hmm. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's about a cat. <laughs> but apparently it's not, which is fine. But yeah, we're listening to the end of the song and it's kind of again the journey through americana um just like driving into the sunset let the ultraviolet cover me up and she kind of just takes us on a journey and then it kind of all comes crashing at the end so yeah let's listen to it driving out into the sun let the ultraviolet cover me Looking for a creation myth Ended up with a pair of cracked lips Windows down, scream along To some America first rap country song A slaughterhouse, an outlet mall Slot machines, fear of God Windows down, 
Yeah, so that was that song. That's the last song on our album, and it's kind of like this epic closure. Um, when she she did NPR Tiny Desk recently. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I didn't show this to you, but she did <clears throat> it. Um, she because it's all virtual now, so artists kind of have more of like creative freedom into like what they want to do for NPR's Tiny oh, okay. Desk. And she did like a green screen and then had her in the Oval Office behind like the desk. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is like, <clears throat> and her, she had like a acoustic guitar player and then her drummer. And yep. they were dressed as like Secret Service agents and she was like <laughs> in a blazer, <laughs> like okay. um, pantsuit, which is really cool. And um, uh, that's like, and but before she played this song, then she's like, so she's like, my name's Phoebe Bridgers, and I hope everybody's enjoying their apocalypse. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> shit. Okay, um, but yeah, this song is literally like about the world ending, <laughs> and um, yeah, that's a good opening opening line, I guess. And, like, opening statement <laughs> gives a lot of anxiety, like about the world today. It's like. Yeah, like, again, like, we're all going to die and, like, the world's going to end. But, like, we have this music outlet to, like, you know, mm -hmm. process it. And, like, thank yeah. goodness for Phoebe Bridgers because, like, yeah. like, I know that I'm not freaking crazy. <laughs> like, think about this stuff. Yeah, people don't tend to sing about, like, those things and kind of, like, underground stuff, like, yeah. thoughts and, and uh, emotions. Uh, because mm -hmm. they don't want to feel it. They don't want right. to have it exposed, I guess. And it's yeah. good that she's able to do that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like in a sense, she's, you know, she's having that musical outlet and mm -hmm. there's hope in music maybe. Um, yes, there's always hope but, in music. It's not maybe. <laughs> it's, uh, oh my gosh. Have you heard of the Velvet Underground mm -hmm. and Nico? So they were a... It's uh, Lou Reed is the okay. was kind of the lead guy, I guess, or the mm -hmm. the guy who uh, was one of the main members of the band. Um, and yeah. so when all of this kind of like hippie um, love stuff was going on in, in San Francisco and in uh, mm -hmm. uh, Los Angeles on the West Coast, in New York, it was a very different scene. And they had a lot of... Uh, I don't know specifically what uh, problems were going on in New York in the in the early to late 60s you know in the in the sort of no more later 60s era where they uh where that whole counterculture hippie movement was going on and they were talking about love and peace um mm -hmm. there was a very different scene in new york and and the velvet underground kind of sang about that mm -hmm. um and at least in my perspective because i listened to a lot of um the hippie sort of counterculture yeah um some of it's some of it's obviously serious about the war and, and and you know their thoughts on mm -hmm. that but a lot of it's about you know getting together and finding peace and love and, and harmony and that yeah. but like they were singing about something completely different and it's good to have yeah a little bit of diversity in that um mm -hmm. and in my experience like they're the only band i know that sang um what were they singing about, about? The, that's a good question <laughs> i don't want to i don't want to um 
spoil it? Say any? No, I don't uh, want to because okay. I don't know specifically, so I don't want to like yeah. give any misinformation without yeah. having uh, quotes or whatever or sources. Yeah. But but they but they sang about the rough sort of um, like not. I guess uh, pretty side of New York City mm-hmm. at the time, um, uh, drug addiction. Yeah. Uh, one of their songs is just called "Heroin." Um, it, it is much mm-hmm. like Phoebe Bridgers in that yeah. their songs are just super raw. They make mm-hmm. you kind of uncomfortable, um, yeah. but you need to listen to the lyrics and understand mm-hmm. where they're coming from and what what they were singing specifically about. Yeah. Um, and I, I just wanted to draw that connection because I really, like, at the end yeah. of all this, I, I felt like, man, this is something that occurred in the past, too. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure there were other bands um, potentially singing in New York City about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Velvet Underground really is a band that sticks out for me. Um, mm-hmm. And Lou Reed went on to have a solo career. Yeah. But um, he kept that same sort of energy um mm-hmm. and it's funny if you if you he he's a whole he's a whole character if you if you look up interviews of lou reed he just does he couldn't care less he hates mm-hmm. the media he hates the press um he just he's very sort of closed you know not super uh happy if you he's very serious and and reserved um and so it's interesting, just the dichotomy between like, okay, so there's yeah. love and peace going on on the east or the west coast, and then there's this whole different scene like on the dark. east coast. Um, and he sings about that. He sings mm-hmm. about the the stuff going on there that's totally different. Yeah. Um, and you know, in a way, it's like okay, taking like your mind the, off of these bad things and focusing on yeah, this peat love and this, you know all this yeah, good stuff. Like um, weird duality music yeah it's it's weird um but it's also really it's also good and it's also like powerful because like being able to understand that there's two sides Mm -hmm. to every i guess i don't know situation and people will sing about well hopefully i you know people sing about the bad and the good you know in Mm -hmm. order to to put it out there and, and yeah. to, to let people feel and to let people have emotions and, and reactions to their music. Um, so yeah, some of these songs are super emotional and people listening may have a mm-hmm. reaction, you yeah. know, and that's a good thing um, to be uncomfortable to have a, like a, Whoa, did she just say that? Yeah. You know, like, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Like th- those are, those are good feelings. And, and, those that's definitely how i feel about um, yeah the velvet underground and i think like um i think it's really something that i've learned over time is that it's better to not push down emotions mm-hmm. but just to like bring them to the surface and to like experience them rather than to like push them aside and that's like why i encourage young people to listen to phoebe bridgers because i feel we're just as like a culture so used to just numbing ourselves to everything and not letting ourselves you know experience and think about deep shit but like Mm -hmm. i think it's something that we should do and we should question like our spirituality and where we come from and our purpose and all this stuff and not numb ourselves to it because 
it's beautiful and it's a good thing to explain. Like, it's not, it's not bad. And yeah. I, yeah. It's good every once in a while to listen to that type of music to yeah. get a, a, a broader understanding of, of uh, what, what some people are feeling, you mm. know, like understanding, having like sympathizing and empathizing with those people, um, being able mm. to listen to their music and not feeling well, accepting that you may feel uncomfortable, but like trying to understand where they're coming from, I guess. And yeah. like, it, it just will help you be more accepting of, 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 all emotional states and and uh, mm -hmm. places in their lives, um, people's places in their lives where they may be, and, and yeah, um, I think she's a good yeah. example of that. She she gets some she has some really powerful songs about different emotional yeah she's, uh, states. So yeah, yes, so. she's like incredible yeah. lyricist, and mm -hmm. again, I rec if you like Phoebe, <clears throat> um, listen to. It. Boy Genius and um, Lucy Dacus and Julian Baker because they're doing very similar things. And um, again, Lucy Dacus is like um, my favorite album of all time. Like, please listen to it. It's again, <laughs> I'm not going to stop plugging that album. Um, but yeah, that's our show for today. Um, thanks for listening. Thank you guys for listening. Um, plugging our Instagram. Yes. At Kava, K A V A pod pod um mm -hmm. it's a pun but also not a pun because like you can have like a keurig pod but like <laughs> oh yeah that's I, you know i i never thought of that that's oh my gosh wow you just think of that on the fly no you, you came like, up with the handle and then I'm okay like, oh. i came up yeah but i didn't i didn't uh, make the connection there wow well see there you go that's a that's a easy quick way just think of keurig like yeah. k-cups like, we don't support Keurig. Yeah, like, we, we don't support like K cups or whatever. No. Use uh your reusable we little filter reusable things. Stuff. Um, if you have a Keurig, but like just think <laughs> of like K pod, like yeah. like you know Keurig pod. Just think of K pod, and then it's Kava. Kava. Like yeah, there you go. There you so go. Kava pod on Instagram. Check us out. Yeah. Um, next week. Next week we are doing a very special yeah. special uh, artist. <laughs> Probably Obviously. one of my, well, I think the greatest um, songwriter of all time, yeah, singer-songwriter combo singing. of all time, Bob Dylan. Uh, yeah. Um, if you're interested in Bob Dylan or if you want to learn yeah. more about Bob Dylan and his life, um, please check us out next week. Definitely. Bye. See ya. Sometimes when he looks at